and we're back with another episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis. You could call me DG. You could call me Dennis the Menace. I don't care what you call me, just don't call me late for dinner. I stole that joke. Today's episode is called Agnostic Jesus, and it is a deep and personal look into the last six or seven years of my life. I I went, I started to go through a deconstruction of my faith uh, because of a lot of reasons. I've shared those on the podcast. Uh, it's been a long time, so I'll give a brief recap. Um, having been involved in church organizations as the quote-unquote rebel or the one who was deeply misunderstood, it was, uh, there was always pressure for me to feel like I had to be something that I wasn't, or at times wasn't even capable of being. Like what what I was asked to be isn't even the thing that I can be. And after 20 years, that starts to weigh on you. Uh, after being accused of things that you're not doing, after being, you know, fired from churches for shit that is just not a problem, um, it starts to beat at you a little bit. The last thing. That the, that the people of the church did to me that made me want to walk away is I had started a home church called Liberation Gathering and most of the most of the people who came were friends that are part of the LGBTQ community and they just wanted a place to talk about God and worship God and feel like they could be safe. And the amount of questions and conversations that I had to have with other people who believed in Jesus about why they weren't worthy of of the space or of God's love or what the fuck ever um, was just fascinating and it pissed me off royally. Um, we then moved uh, to Nashville, which was a beautifully hellacious time in my life in general. Um, but it, it, that's at like the, the deep decline of my marriage. Uh, and the words spoken in scripture about the comparison between uh, Jesus and the people and the bride and the groom, it just didn't make sense to me anymore. And then I started to really think through all of the stories and all of the, all of the things that people believe uh, and, and are forced to talk about. Like there's a, there was things that I would have to preach that I didn't necessarily believe or that I was just deeply questioning uh, and there wasn't space for me to question those things. And so, you know, creation is one of them. Uh, I do believe in a creator. Um, so before I get there, let me, let me pause for a second. This episode is called Agnostic Jesus. Agnostic means I don't know. It's the reason I started to identify as an agnostic is because I just simply don't know. We can have faith and we can read books and we can believe, we can have conversations, we can have experiences that nobody can take away from us. But at the end of the day, there are just some things that we categorically don't know. And it seems to be problematic when we say, I absolutely know about things that we categorically can't know. <laughs> so taking on the the title or, or space of an agnostic felt much more natural to me. It felt much more um, honest and legitimate about what I was believing, uh, what I was working through, etc. Uh, where the Jesus part comes into this episode is that I do deeply believe in loving the people around me with grace and with hope and with truth. And uh, 
uh, with a sacrificial type love where it's not just about me. It can be about you first and, and maybe at the end of the day it's about us collectively, but it certainly just isn't all about me. Um, and to be honest, I feel like I live that out better today than I ever did before when I was pastoring. And so the, the internal persona that I've taken on for myself is agnostic Jesus. That's what I want to be. I, I strive deeply to, to love people well, to provide um, a sense of hope in the world, to sacrifice my life where I can, um, and to do all of that just with a very general sense of love from one human to other humans. Um, you know, there are parts of, and I can do that uh, without being under the umbrella of being a quote-unquote Christian, which is translated to be like Christ. Um, so what's fascinating is without the title of Christian and, and owning uh, kind of the identity of agnostic, I feel more Jesus-like today than I ever did when I called myself uh, a Christian. Um, I don't particularly personally get hung up on whether I am called a Christian or not, or whether I identify myself with that word or though with that phrase or not, because the words have never been necessary. Um, to dig deeply into to religious texts, um, into quote-unquote scriptures, into history, we find a common thread um, of people not particularly knowing what they should be called or what they should call themselves, but walking in a direction anyway. Um, most revolutionaries didn't know to call themselves the thing that they ended up being known for. Um, people who became like Christ didn't particularly call themselves Christians, especially when Jesus was walking. That's a term that was developed much later. And so I'm not concerned with that title or, or the phrase. Uh, I am concerned with how we choose to live that out. And uh, have, not growing up in church, um, both of my parents were addicts, broken home, uh, certain levels of abuse. There, um, there was a lot for me to try to process. And when I chose to become or chose to walk into Christianity as a late teen, um, I did so under the premise that Jesus would save me. I do believe deeply that Christianity, faith, uh, belief in Jesus specifically did in fact save me from an enormous amount of pain and stupid shit that I would have done had I not stepped into that when I did. I don't know what lives after we die. No idea. So for me to, to sit and, and waste an enormous amount of my time wondering what happens when I die, I would much rather be concerned with what happens while I'm alive. And so after death isn't even really a concern of mine. So if there is heaven, eternal place, all of those um, thoughts, I think I will be there. Uh, not because I'm a good person, but because I had a faith in that faith. Um, parts of it still are very real and true. Some of it I've discarded. Um, some of it I'm still questioning and figuring out. But I am not concerned with Jesus saving my eternity. Um, I, I am deeply concerned uh, about the experience I had where Jesus did in real time save me from doing a lot of things that would have caused me even more pain and harm than I've caused myself or has been caused to me. 
So, so the, the premise here so far is this. Many of us have a religious experience. Um, many people that I know have a particularly Judeo-Christian religious experience. And many people I know have been deeply wounded by that experience. Most of that wounding comes from the reality that we put an enormous amount of pressure and weight on humans to be more than humans. That's dumb. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. Uh, we should, however, walk hand in hand with each other as humans to try to learn and grow and understand how to love each other better. Um, it is challenging to not have expectations on people that are supposed to quote unquote lead us, especially when we see deep insecurity, insecurities and deficiencies within ourselves. It makes us want to believe that somebody is better. That's why we have so many superhero stories. That's why there are so many savior stories is because it's we want to believe that there is something better than us because we don't naturally choose to love ourselves the way that we should. Now, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hard right tangent. Um, I don't actually care what people call the the source. You could call it universe. You could call it God. You could call it Allah. You could call it rocks. I don't. It doesn't matter to me what you call it. I do believe we have enough science and data to prove that molecularly we are all very similar. And we are very similar to the sun. And we are very similar to the things that walk and, and breathe around us. We are, we are just a few microbiological pieces off uh, from being other things other than humans. That's fascinating to me. But because of that reality, um, I believe that we are, I believe that we are all tied together um, in a way that that we should give the human more, we should give ourselves more credit. Um, what I'm not saying is that what what I believe is that the human is the source of the things that we create. The human is the source of getting up and going to work, loving people well, making terrible decisions, making great decisions. We are the source of what we do with our life. Even if you believe in a God specifically that blesses or provides grace or gifts or something, the human still is the source of activating those gifts. Here's what I mean. If you have a, a shit, any toy that has power, um, you still have to turn like a race car, right? If you have a little remote control car, you still have to put the batteries in it or charge the batteries and then you have to turn it on and then you have to use it. It just existing, um, if you received that car as a gift, that gift doesn't do any good unless you put it to work. So when I say I believe that humans are the source of what happens in their life, I deeply believe that and I don't think that we should pawn the good or the bad off on God. I don't believe that that's fair. I don't think that it's fair to say, this really shitty thing happened, fuck God. Uh, and I don't also believe that we should say, this really amazing thing happened, thank God. Caveat, there are deeply curious spiritual experiences that we have that make no fucking sense. What we do with those, I don't know. So maybe those are the things that we can say, I don't understand, maybe this is a God thing, good or bad. but. When my mother died, I didn't blame it on God. When my father died, I didn't blame it on God. 
Both of my parents had addiction problems and chose to treat their bodies more hard than they should have. So them, them passing was not God cursing them. It was not God cursing me. It just, their bodies stopped working, right? So many people, when, when there's a death, they blame God or they get angry uh, that God didn't come in and like magically save the day. I feel like I'm getting out of my own way or in my own way a little bit with this conversation going down a rabbit hole. Um, I believe deeply with all of the things that I've observed in the world that humans are the source. That doesn't, I'm not saying that we are the deity. I'm saying we are the source of the things that happen in our lives. So when we, when we see phrases um, or texts or scriptures about um, loving God and being loved by God, I believe wholeheartedly that that is the same act, action and mechanism that we need to have within our own source system. In the same way that a Christian could say, I love God so much, or uh, somebody who believes spiritually in, in different terms could say, I love the universe so much, or I love these trees, or I love animals, or whatever it is that we choose to love is something greater than humanity we can do that with ourselves also. We can say, the human thing I love. I love the human thing. Um, I love me. I, I am in love with me. Um, I am the source of all good things. I am the source of all bad things. When there's, when there's critique or revision or um, refinement to be had, it happens in me first. When there's growth and celebration and gratitude, that also happens in me first. And, and what we do when we think that way is we take all of the pressure off of everybody else. We take the pressure off of God or whatever we call God. We take the pressure off of other people around us to not have to live up to our expectations. Um, it allows us to not project our bullshit onto other people. It allows us to not accept other people's bullshit in the same way. Uh, there's an enormous amount of freedom that happens when we allow ourselves to believe that we are the ones living out this life Therefore, the bulk of my love should go to this thing, me. I should get the bulk of my love so that I have a cup that runneth over and can give plenty to other people. Uh, I have a tattoo on my arm. It's a little espresso mug and, uh, or espresso cup. It's a little ceramic thing that holds espresso. And uh, I got it as a, as a willing vessel um, that's, terminology taken from the Bible, um, but I've, I, I deeply love that analogy of being a vessel that's full enough for people to drink from. The only way that we, f we are full enough to drink from and to have excess to give other people is if we are full ourselves. Otherwise, we're like digging salsa out of the bottom of an empty bowl. Uh, there's not much there and we're scraping and scrimming and trying to get some and there's not enough for us, let alone anybody else. Um, the reason that this feels so important to me is because I believe deeply that this was the, the heart of Jesus's message. I believe that at the heart of Jesus's message, what, what he tried deeply to get us to understand is <clears throat> nobody was worth excluding because of certain rule or law or um, differentiator. 
that all humans were created in the likeness and image of God, meaning we all are created in love, considering the idea that they would, that many people would say, quote, God is love. And so if that is true, then we're created in love. We're created in the image of love. And therefore we have the reflection of love that we just simply have to, to, to provide to the world. Right? A reflection is only really good if, if it's reflecting something. Think of uh, shining a light off of a mirror, right? If you have that mirror and you have the light, but the light is not reflecting off the mirror, then it can't do that thing. And so when we have a full cup of love to give, we're able to then walk in the shoes and, and message and life of Jesus. I believe that. You don't even have to be a Christian to believe in Jesus or to believe in how to love people well and to walk in those shoes or sandals or whatever. Um, so what, the, what the, the idea of agnostic Jesus and the reason for this particular podcast is that I've been questioning an enormous amount of my faith. Again, Recently, I started to call God, God again. For, for five years now, I have not done that. Um, I have called God universe. Source is a word I use a lot. Um, but very rarely would I say God. And specifically, I'm not associating a gender to God when I talk to or about God. Uh, God is no longer the, quote, father um, in my brain. It just is so much larger than the concept of God for me right now is so much larger and more beautiful than associating it to gender or role like God or father, like he or father. Um, I do believe that the source God has all of the quote unquote energies associated with it. Um, So there are times that I need motherly love or advice from the universe and I ask God to show up in feminine form. There are times that I need very masculine um, word or or inspiration or whatever, and I ask God to show up in masculine form. Um, that I do practice things and, and dialogue with the supernatural that way. Um, I have never stopped praying in tongues, which is fucking weird. <laughs> Even when I walked away from Christianity, I spent the first six months of my deconstruction not saying a word to quote unquote God in English. I would only pray in tongues so that uh, if, if the God thing was real, it would still hear and feel and be able to communicate back with me. That hypothesis I proved true. You don't need to speak in English for God to be present with you. Um, and, and many times I think we fuck things up by trying to communicate to God in words or in English because we're trying to articulate things uh, that can sometimes be in manipulative manner or whatever, as opposed to just bringing grunts and groans and emotion and energy from our soul and communicating with the source that way. Many people I know have questioned and struggled through their faith over the last five to ten years. Um, I think that that's a good struggle. I think every human should go through that struggle. Um, I deeply believe that we, there is a creator, we have a a source light, uh, that source light being love that lives inside of all of us. 
Um, I'm not particularly associated to the Bible in the same way that I was. Um, like I said, I, I would prefer to, to pursue my life as agnostic Jesus. Um, and, and that came from me just asking enough questions that don't have a real answer. They have a faith-based answer, but they don't have a real answer. And so if you are in that space and you've been considering putting your toe back in the water of faith in one way or another, I would encourage you to just dive into that pool. Uh, it's a bit scary. Um, for me, I, I, this has been a really hard internal thing for me and one that I didn't, I don't really want to talk about publicly, but it's so relevant to my brain and my soul that uh, in light of this podcast being called Self to Society, it feels honorable to bring myself to society even in the moments that I'd rather not. <laughs> so uh, if you're in that space, and you need uh, an ear, you need somebody to talk to, uh, reach out to somebody that you know. Um, if you don't know who that person is, you're welcome to reach out to me. I, I have loved my spiritual journey. I have loved my journey of faith. I'm not scared or afraid one bit of, uh, you know, my quote unquote salvation or what would happen if I die. Uh, it's not my concern. My concern is that I wake up and I love myself and other people very, very well. And I would encourage you to make that your pursuit as well. No matter what you identify yourself as, no matter what your faith or religious background is, whether you have one or not, if we are all into the idea that we share the same energy, that that energy could be loved, that that energy comes from a source, whatever you call that source, I believe that that is in the image of the God that is the source and that God is love, and that love is the light, and that if I give myself the most amount of that love, then I have way more to give other people, um, people that I love in my life, uh, people that I don't know, I, can, I have more to give. Uh, so that's my encouragement as we walk through life together. Um, I appreciate you listening, as always, and, and showing up and being here, and uh, being patient and willing to hear um, the exercise of, of somebody's journey who is constantly asking himself a lot of questions. So I appreciate you being here with all of the love that I have in my heart to give today. Thank you. And I'll, I will do this again very soon. See you.